You are listening to Reach MD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Acute decompensated heart failure. Can we unload the heart? Welcome to the Clinician Roundtable. I am Dr. Matthew Sorrentino from the University of Chicago Medical Center, your host today, and with me today is Dr. Alan Anderson. Dr. Alan Anderson is the Associate Professor of Medicine in Cardiology and the Medical Director of Heart Failure and Transplantation at the University of Chicago Medical Center. And this is part two of our discussion about acute decompensated uh, heart failure. What we'd like to talk about now is a recent study that uh, Dr. Anderson was involved in that is using a fairly new and unique way of trying to remove fluid from patients who come in with acute decompensated heart failure. This is using a technique called ultrafiltration. And Dr. Anderson, maybe we can start by just describing to us what is ultrafiltration and how is it performed? Well, ultrafiltration uh, is a therapy I think that many of us are familiar with because it's a, a complementary therapy that's used uh, with dialysis. Uh, it's a means of removing volume without uh, or use, utilizing a column that is permeable to water and permeable to small solute molecules such as sodium and potassium, but it doesn't permit proteins that are present in the blood to pass through this column. So as a result, small solutes and water pass through the column in an isotonic fashion, uh, and as a result, blood is delivered back to the body, and the ultrafiltrate is filtered from the column and discarded. So how exactly is it performed in a patient who has a, a volume overload with heart failure? Well, in the study that we participated in here, the unload trial, the device used was a rather novel small device that allowed ultrafiltration to be performed via a low-flow type circuit. Ultrafiltration, as it's performed with dialysis, as you know, involves a rather large catheter or rather large needles placed in the graft. So it's a high-flow type circuit. Uh, with the ultrafiltration device we used, uh, blood flows were only in the range of 10 to 20 cc's per minute, much smaller volumes, and uh, we were able to achieve adequate ultrafiltration uh, with that low blood flow, allowing a uh, ultrafiltration rate of up to about 500 cc's an hour. So just describe how the catheters are, are placed then. This is a venous-venous uh, type system? That's right. This is, so this is a venous-venous system. Both the withdrawal and the return catheters are placed in the venous system. And what's interesting about this device is that this therapy could be applied peripherally. So you don't necessarily need large venous access in order to perform the therapy. The recent study that was just uh, performed is uh, called ultrafiltration versus intravenous diuretics for patients hospitalized for acute decompensation heart failure. This is the UNLOAD trial that was just published in the Journal of the American College of uh, Cardiology uh, in the uh, February 13th uh, issue. Can you describe the type of patients that you recruited for this uh, UNLOAD uh, trial? Right. So these were patients who were admitted to the hospital with, uh, through the emergency room with acute decompensated heart failure. These were patients who uh, had evidence of volume overload. They needed to have at least two markers of uh, volume overload, such as pleural effusions, elevated jugular venous pressure, or peripheral edema. And once they were documented to have volume overload, then they were randomized to receive a strategy of ultrafiltration or a strategy of standard therapy uh, at the discretion of the treating physicians 
who are managing these patients. This study was performed in centers that have experience treating acutely compensated heart failure as well as having experience using uh, this peripheral ultrafiltration device. So these patients were then initiated on either uh, a diuretic regimen uh, or on ultrafiltration therapy. These were not patients who immediately required inotropic agents. And so those types of patients, if they seemed to be patients that needed inotropic agents right away, then they were excluded. Can you describe some of the results of the trial? How well did ultrafiltration compare to the standard uh, regimen of using IV diuretics? Well, it, it actually responded quite, uh, or uh, it uh, compared quite favorably. With ultrafiltration, we saw a statistically significant greater uh, weight loss in patients who received ultrafiltration over diuretic therapy. And then out at 90 days, we saw that fewer of these patients were being readmitted to the hospital. So clearly, we were able to remove more volume uh, as characterized by decline in body weight with ultrafiltration than we were with diuretics. Uh, and it seemed to result in patients being less likely to return to the hospital. How long did you continue the ultrafiltration uh, procedure for in these patients? Well, it could be continued at the discretion of the investigator until they felt uh, that patients were adequately treated. One of the factors of this study was that there was no prescribed method for either giving diuretics or delivering ultrafiltration. So in some cases, the ultrafiltration was given through uh, perhaps a, uh, an intermittent treatment. Some it was run continuously. And on average, it continued for around 48 hours. You are listening to Reach MD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. This is Clinician Roundtable, and I am Dr. Matthew Sorrentino, your host. We are speaking to Dr. Alan Anderson about acute decompensated heart failure and the recent UNLOAD trial that used ultrafiltration to try to help remove excess volume from these acute decompensated patients. With the ultrafiltration technique, there are certainly some downsides in, in terms of uh, kidney function. Can you describe what some of the potential side effects or potential complications that can occur with this type of therapy? First of all, you have to have good access in order to do this. One of the problems that we have is in patients who don't have good peripheral access, and that can be an issue. Of course, this therapy can be used centrally as well through just a triple lumen catheter, so you don't have to put in a dialysis catheter. But access issues, in the trial, it wasn't really a problem. We had very few complications related to access. And in fact, in the trial, there was no statistically significant difference in changes in creatinine between ultrafiltration and diuretic therapy. So we didn't really see any adverse effects on the kidney associated with this therapy. I think one of the, the remaining issues to be sorted out, particularly as clinicians develop more experience with this, is the best means to deliver ultrafiltration. We can certainly remove large volumes of fluid with this device. You can remove up to 500 cc's of ultrafiltrate an hour. Uh, with this device, but that's probably uh, uh, too rapid a rate in some patients. It may be fine for others, but uh, for some patients, we find that it's too rapid a rate, and so attenuating that rate may be what you need to do. What's important to remember, though, is that as we remove ultrafiltrate, we're actually removing volume per volume twice as much sodium, most probably, as we're removing when we give a diuretic because the ultrafiltrate is isotonic 
with the blood. So the sodium concentration is similar to blood, whereas, as you know, with diuretics, the best we can hope to achieve is still probably half normal saline with uh, loop diuretics. From your experience with this trial, do you think this technique uh, will become part of the mainstream armamentarium for patients who are very volume overloaded or just don't seem to respond well to IV diuretics? I think that this therapy represents really a paradigm shift in the thought process of how we uh, might think about treating acute decompensated heart failure. And I think for a therapy like diuretics that is so well entrenched in our mindset, I think it's going to be a little bit of time before people begin to adopt this therapy. I think you know, a little more work needs to be done on exactly how to deliver the therapy. Uh, I think it's extremely promising. I think that for some of our patients who are very diuretic resistant, uh, I think this is the preferred way to go. Uh, and I think even if we use this therapy in a reasonably small subset of our acute decompensated heart failure patients, it still represents a huge number of patients uh, nationwide. And I personally believe that uh, as we learn more about the best way to remove volume, we're going to find that diuretics aren't nearly as benign as many of us have always thought they were, and that some of the concerns that we have about other therapies uh, for acute decompensated heart failure, we should probably at least consider the possibility that diuretics may have some of those same adverse effects. And I think as you begin to realize that, you begin to realize that we need better therapies for managing acute decompensated heart failure. Now, I know that uh, cost wasn't looked at in this particular uh, study, but do you have some sort of sense if this therapy will end up being much more expensive than our standard way of treating patients, or in the long run, will it save us uh, money because of the long-term benefits? Well, I think, you know, there's the potential uh, up front for it to cost a little bit more based on current pricing and things of that nature. Uh, however, certainly if we all know that if we reduce hospitalization frequency, then that's where we really see cost savings uh, in terms of medical care, not to mention the good benefit for the patient, which I think is paramount. Uh, I think also that like any other therapy or any other technique that we see out there, as its use grows, cost goes down. And I think as cost goes down, uh, then I think there will be no question that it will be a cost-effective therapy. Can you foresee this therapy being used intermittently as an outpatient, for example, once a week for a tough-to-treat heart failure patient? I do. I think that that is a very reasonable potential spot for it uh, in the outpatient clinic where you're treating advanced heart failure patients. Uh, I think that this may be a therapy that may also be utilized in the emergency room uh, to more definitively treat our patients. You know, one of the problems if you think about it with diuretic therapy is even if we substantially improve a patient's symptoms and we discharge the patient, sometimes we're not sure how much diuretic to put them on and for how long, et cetera. And I think this type of therapy, being able to transition a patient from the emergency room to the heart failure clinic where uh, you can initiate this therapy in, an emer in the emergency room for, say, a, a fragile or refractory or a brittle heart failure patient and then continue it in the outpatient setting or, or even initiate in the outpatient setting and, and a patient who's very tenuous, I think, is exactly the way to go. One of the other interesting things about Unload was that we saw patients who received uh, ultrafiltration actually had less of a diuretic requirement over time. They were actually discharged on less diuretics 
than the patients who were treated with the standard diuretic arm who, tr- who typically were discharged on more diuretics. So the idea that we might be able to improve their response to diuretics by giving them a holiday from their diuretic and then being able to manage them with a lower dose of diuretic is very attractive and I think very appealing to some of us in the heart failure community. You showed also that over the 90-day period, there was less uh, rehospitalizations. Uh, did they also uh, have less diuretics than ongoing for the next three months as well? Uh, well, it, we know that at least that they were discharged on lower doses. And so, and, and I, my suspicion is, is that their diuretic requirements were less, yeah. Well, this is a very interesting study, and we'll keep a close watch on the development uh, of this uh, new potential technique for our heart failure patients. I want to thank uh, Dr. Alan Anderson, who has been our guest, and we have been discussing acute decompensated heart failure and the UNLOAD trial where ultrafiltration was used to help remove uh, fluid from uh, decompensated heart failure patients. I am Dr. Matthew Sorrentino, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. And thank you again for listening today.